Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 29 of the Fight Podcast. I am your host, Serge Vicente, and we have a fun show for you today. Uh, today is Saturday, and uh, I just got done freezing my butt off at the uh, Morehouse, somebody else, Chicago Classic game. I went, my pops uh, is a Morehouse um, uh, alumni. And uh, it was a football game, first down of football I've actually watched in over two years. Uh, but it was a good time hanging out with my pops. Uh, my mom was there as well, so it was a good time. But what that was going on at the exact same time, Anthony Joshua was fighting Povetkin. Uh, uh, <laughs> he was fighting Povetkin for the... Um, uh, the chip uh, this past evening. Uh, the fight was hosted uh, at Wembley Stadium, holds 90,000 people. Uh, I believe 68,000 showed up. It was a really, really entertaining fight. Uh, but before I get into that, remember. The Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow The Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show by checking me out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Subscribe, listen, rate, and share on iTunes and SoundCloud. Remember, the Fight Podcast is streaming right now on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, If you go on the website, you can purchase merch today. Um, Yo, jumping into the, go ahead and jumping into the fight. Um, This was the first fight that I've actually seen on Dazen, or Dazon, Dazon, whatever, however they say it, but it is the streaming service that houses so many, you know, MMA, they house Bellator, as well as um, Eddie Hearn's uh, boxing as well. Um, they have actually it's a really really nice platform. Um, I, I I signed up for the thirty day trial. It's like ten bucks a month. Yo, between that, the uh, one FC UFCs Bellator. I swear, man, I spent like eighty bucks a month on on fight streaming services, man. But it's worth it, and uh, I'm be able to bring as much information into you guys as possible. But I'm telling you, man, that that streaming service, that Dazzin streaming service, the shows that they have on there, um, the interviews, the quality of it, honestly, is really really dope. So um, I was actually really happy to see it. It, it was super cool. But uh, watching the fight, I was really, really excited that I was able to watch the fight on my phone, uh, especially since I wasn't at the crib um, or I wasn't at a bar or anything watching the fight. Uh, 
Um, I was able to really watch it crystal clear. Great, great. Um, the commentary was dope. Uh, they have a really, really awesome team. Kenny Maine, Serge Amora, um, Sh- uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Uh, really, really stacked. Um, uh, what's his name? Who does glory kickboxing's commentary and uh he has the the weird haircut that guy uh <laughs> he's really good as well but um it was good um it was a really good fight and uh, i'm gonna be honest with you this was an entertaining match i personally i mean so let me just get into it really quick pavetkin is an older man pavetkin is 39 years old very very crafty veteran and has only lost once in his career and that was to a prime uh klitschko so this dude is no joke yes he's older in his career but he has a great skill set anthony joshua said something beforehand and he said you know, before the fight and all the, the pre-fight all the build-ups to the fight he said check it out this dude has three to four solid rounds in him and then i'm gonna go ahead and take over and you know what, man? I have to give this dude a little bit of props. Anthony Joshua um, ends, ends up... And you know what? Let, let me just go ahead and break the fight down. The fight starts off, and it is a very, very close fight. You can see that Anthony Joshua is actually having a little bit of trouble with Pavekin's movement. Pavekin is very, very fast and very crafty, especially with being a dude who's 39 years old. Good power, and right from the onset, he blasts um, Joshua in the nose, busts his nose open. So we have the, the, the we're watching essentially the guy king bleed right in the first round, and he visibly looked bothered. I still gave... Uh, Joshua the first round but it was a close round and don't get it twisted this entire fight each round was very close and it, it was close into the, to the same fact into the point just like um, last week's Triple G Canelo fight which I'll actually talk about a little bit um, a- after I uh, break this fight down as well so first fight I went ahead I, I gave it to um, to Joshua second round I had to give it to Pavekin he was moving well, and what he was doing, he was doing an amazing job of coming up the middle, blasting him with um, with looping overhands, coming straight up the middle with his jabs, even though he was a shorter man. And it was really opening up um, Joshua's uh, face a little bit. Joshua seemed a little bit, I don't want to say off balance, but he seemed as if he couldn't get his timing right. And he looked a bit concerned, and so did his corner. So the fight's going on, um, and look, Anthony Joshua ended up finding his range around round six. You can see him really start putting it together and really start landing his combinations in landing with authority because before that point in time up until the sixth round Pavekin in my opinion was really dictating the pace of the fight he was dictating the flow of the fight um and uh and check this out um Anthony Joshua finds where he by the seventh round you know working about a steady jab uh he landed eight to 24 uh thrown per round Anthony Joshua found his range in the seventh round and closed the show by landing 11 out of 17 power shots in the seventh round um Povetkin in the fight itself edge with power shots before the end of the fight he had uh, it was a 43 to 37 edge on power shots so you can see Pavekin was landing booms and it actually seemed as if he really did hurt Joshua at certain points in the fight and I have to give Anthony Joshua credit so really quick let me just go ahead and finish it up 
Anthony Joshua, seventh round. Throws just what he started doing, and I noticed it around the fourth round. He started going ahead and putting in that time to the body. He really started going ahead and landing some really solid body shots. And you can see he was really landing body work. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. For somebody who is that physically built and big, he's an athletic dude. And he throws phenomenal combinations. He still has zero head movement. And that's why Pavekin, even with... And all practical purposes, at some point in time, his eyes were closed. At some point in time, he was looking away. But one thing that happened was Anthony Joshua's head never moved. So Pavekia was able to land. Um, Pavekin looked good, but man, 29 out of Joshua's 90s land, uh, punches landed were to the body. So you look at that. 29 hard body shots and you can see that that actually really did take its toll to Pavekin. Um Anthony Joshua stopped Pavekin in the 7th round. He defends his IBF, WBA, IBO, WBO heavyweight titles and um look, at this point in time you we can all say that yes, he is the quote-unquote number 1 heavyweight in the land right now. After the fight, he was asked, well, who, who is he going to fight next? He danced around the question, but at the end of it, he actually says his number one choice would be April 13th, Wembley Stadium, Deontay Wilder, if Deontay Wilder goes ahead and gets through the very, very tough Tyson Fury. Which we already know, I believe Deontay Wilder wins that fight strictly off of the fact that Anthony Joshua proves that he can get hit. Anthony Joshua proves that he doesn't move his head um, and he's susceptible to straight punches. Everything that Deontay Wilder does well. But this is um, AJ's moment and I, and I want to give it to him. I really do. He impressed me, man. He impressed me in the uh, Klitschko fight, picking himself off the canvas. He shows that he has heart. Again, he goes out here with Pavekin, he gets hurt, and he shows that he has heart. He just mid-fight, better than most heavyweights that I've seen. He was able to go ahead and really change the narrative of the fight in one moment. One solid moment, he was able to change the exact narrative of the fight. Right in the sixth round, you can see all of a sudden, confidence back. Boom, I got this. I figured this man out, and you can see it. So Anthony Joshua, th there's nothing bad that I could say about him in this fight. Now, can I say his two biggest wins are against two gentlemen who are at the tail end of their career? Yes. I can say the same, say the same for Wilder saying that we have no idea how old Luis Ortiz is, even though Luis Ortiz is extremely skilled. And when the point of the knockout happened was winning the fight. Very, very similar to this fight this evening, because I definitely have Pavekin winning the fight um, at the point of stoppage. Not by much. It was a very, very close fight. And honestly, I wouldn't be mad if you gave AJ some of those rounds. Really, really similar to the uh, Triple G Canelo fight. Um, but really quick, let me get into these numbers uh, round by round. Um, look, look, look how close this fight. Round one, Joshua, 
8-34, Pavekin 5-19. Round two, uh, Joshua 15-43, Pavekin 13-39. Round three, 9-41, Pavekin 6-28. So we're looking at it. Joshua was throwing a lot of punches. Um, but again, Pavekin had those hard power shots. Um, a lot of those shots for Anthony Joshua were as he was backing up a lot of counter shots, a lot of, uh, movement that way. Um, Anthony Joshua definitely, uh, won the jabbing battle. Um, I talked about, we talked about before Pavekin definitely won the power exchange. Uh, but here's the final punch that report, right? So total uh, punches landed, body shots. We had 90 of 256 for 35% and 47 for 181 for 26%. Yo, 90 punches to the body by a dude that big. Man, he was he, he was putting it in. He, he was doing work. Uh, total jabs, check this out. 53 jabs landed to four. It's not even close, man. Power punches and again, 37 to 43. Pavekin being the shorter man, he was trying to work his way to the inside. And here's the thing. We're looking at it and you can definitely see that this actually boils down to a shorter man and a taller man. Taller man was winning the fight on the outside, outboxing his man. And the shorter man was throwing hard, looping shots, trying to get his man out of there, trying to get in the inside and get his man out of there. Super entertaining fight. Um, I'm be honest with you, I cannot wait uh, to see and hopefully, you know, Deontay Wilder handles his business later on this year. He just and I'll actually go ahead and play uh, the little clip that he had in a moment. But um, the contract is officially signed. Deontay Wilder is going to go ahead and fight in Vegas this upcoming. Uh, I believe it's November. He's fighting uh, Tyson Fury. I can't wait for that. This was a fun fight to watch. And so here are my concerns for. Or here are, I've given all of my, my praise to Anthony Joshua. This is what I see happening. Um, and, he, and again, I, I see Deontay Wilder still winning that fight. I think his length, I think his power is a problem, especially now that I've been able to see multiple times. I've seen, and we gotta, you can go back and look at the film. He got hurt by Dylan White. He got hurt by Favekin tonight. He got hurt by um, by Klitschko. He got hurt by Buddy. Um, I don't want to say Congo, whatever his name was, but the same dude. He he. So I've seen him in four of his last five fights get hurt in his fight. If he gets hurt by these guys again, they're heavyweights. Everybody hits hard. He will not be able to withstand the onslaught of Deontay Wilder now. Can he beat Deontay Wilder? Yes, we can play devil's advocate all day if we want to. I understand it. Um, is Anthony Joshua the most technical heavyweight in the world right now? No, I give that to Luis Ortiz. Is he the possibly the most overall, the well-rounded? I still give that to Ortiz, but I mean, with he's amazing. He's incredible. And he's right up there. Um, Technically, is he better than Wilder? With certain things, yes. I think he throws far better combinations than Wilder does. Wilder has that night-night that uh, button. <laughs> Wilder can put you out with one shot, so Wilder throws 
a beautiful one too. He utilizes his skills. He throws great uppercuts, rarely throws hooks, but his one-two he throws, in my opinion, the best jab in heavyweight history. I'm going to say it again because I don't know if you guys actually heard me. He possibly throws the best jab in heavyweight history. If you don't believe me, go look at the tape. Look what he did to Stavern. And don't give me the Luis Ortiz fight. Oh, he didn't throw any jabs or anything like that. Luis Ortiz is a southpaw. It is extremely difficult to land that punch on a southpaw. But what did he do? That right hand landed multiple times and that's how he went ahead and won the fight. All in all, I think it's going to be an incredible fight. Dyson, salute to you guys. I'm standing up. I'm giving y'all a standing ovation. I, I, I'm all in on Dazen. I, I think it's an incredible um, streaming program. And uh, these dudes are super dope, man. Um, I can't wait to see them. the rest of the card. Mm, wasn't very impressed. Uh, they tried to really load it up with a lot of London guys or British guys. It, it wasn't an entertaining undercard, in my opinion, but... A lot of times boxing, unlike MMA, boxing does not stack those cards. It's unfortunate, but they just don't. They, they don't even think about it. I will say last week's Triple G Canelo card, that was one of the first times that I have ever seen a really, really, really stacked, especially on HBO. Showtime does it from time to time, but it was the first time I've really seen a stacked uh, HBO card. You had Chocolate Tito on there. You had, um, you know, Lemieux on there. You, there were so many guys. So boxing needs to do more of that so we can get more individuals actually wanting to watch the sport, man. And not just watch one event. Because that's one thing that I noticed um, during this past event. When you look at it, dude, it was empty up until like the third round of the main event. MMA cards are stacked. From like the second event on. UFC cards started around 3.30. People start getting there around 4. That's the biggest difference between MMA and, uh, and boxing. MMA definitely does a far better job of stacking the cards. But all in all, great show. Um, really, really entertaining fight. Uh, Anthony Joshua. Now, this is my concern with Anthony Joshua. And I don't think people are making enough or talking enough about this. He's had a few really rough fights. Yes, he's won, but he's gotten whacked on a couple of them. Um, people talk about Deontay Wilder's, you know, he has 40 fights. He's, he's, he's like 35 years old. He's able to go ahead and really you know people are thinking about you know there's a lot 40 there's 40 training camps that's a lot of boxing that's a lot of wear and tear on your body anthony joshua did make a point on talking about that when he was interviewed by um dozens interview team these two brothers from new york a puerto rican dude another cat uh you know what they're entertaining they got the fedoras on and everything. They got their little look going. Good for them, you know, and I'm, I'm really happy that there are more individuals like that. Like, honestly, people that I feel as if I can relate to as well, um, speaking, um, really, really solid guys. I was actually really impressed with the, uh, their commentary and their breakdowns of the fight and the interviews pre-post and things like that. Those guys are awesome. 
Uh, salute to them. In fact, uh, their names are Barack and uh, I'll pull it up right now because I don't want to I don't want to uh, poo poo on dude because I honestly I really respect what they're doing. Ak. His name is Ak. Ak, Ak and Barack. Uh, both of those guys on Dazzin do a very, very good job. All right. So all in all, great show by by uh, Anthony Joshua. I can't wait to see what happens next. And really quick, before I go ahead and, and switch gears, um, I'm going to pull up, and I want you guys to listen to this. Uh, like I said, this is a little bit of fight news. The the fight with Deontay Wilder is officially announced against Tyson Fury, and this is what he actually had to say. Well, just signed my portion of the contract of the Wilder versus Fury fight. It is officially on, ladies and gentlemen. This fight is definitely on, man, and I can't wait, man. It's going to be a an exciting fight. It's going to be an explosive fight. It's going to be one for the legacy. You know, definitely one for my legacy. You know, you got the WBC heavyweight champion of the world versus the lineal champion. And uh, it's going to be a pleasure. The two best heavyweights competing against each other. The best fighting the best, giving the people what they want. And this is what we're doing. I just beat, in my opinion, one of the best heavyweights in Luis Ortiz. And now I'm going for the, the next best in the heavyweight division. And uh, ain't nobody doing this shit. Announcement next week, baby. Let's go! Bob Squad! <laughs> All right. So we hear from the champ, the WBC champ himself, Deontay, the bronze bomber Wilder. And as we see, like I said, his fight with Tyson Fury is signed and ready to go. Both undefeated. Tyson Fury is, and we forget about this, he's the lineal champion. He's the guy who beat the guy, even though he took like two, what is it, almost three years off, and he got crazy out of shape, but he's the guy who beat the guy now. He's back, he beat two handbags, but now he's about to go ahead and get in there and fight Deontay Wilder. I think Deontay Wilder gets rid of him within the first six rounds. I think... As skilled as Tyson Fury is, and he is extremely skilled, he's slick, throws great combinations, he moves extremely well, especially being a dude who's like 6'8". It's crazy. The issue is he has zero power. And fighting somebody like a Deontay Wilder and you don't have any power, it is very difficult to get somebody like that up off you. So, what's going to end up happening there? Um, once Wilder runs through Tyson Fury, he's going to go ahead and hopefully everything will clear out and he will end up fighting the, the um, uh, Anthony Joshua for the unified chip. It will be fantastic. And honestly, it will be something that is unheard of in this generation. People didn't think that that was something that was actually going to happen. So the fact that um, we have an opportunity uh, for that to happen, I think is a big deal. Wilder said something that I thought was really, really interesting. 
And I want you guys to catch it. He talked about legacy. He's not talking about making money. He has money. Something that's that's why I truly believe Deontay Wilder. And that's why I truly believe Wilder is going to be the best. And I think he's going to beat everybody because he's fighting for legacy, in my opinion, more than anybody else. The rest of these dudes are out here going for a check or they're, they're, you know, worried about bickering with one another or doing whatever. I'm going to be very honest with you. I think the man who is chasing a legacy and chasing to being this legendary fighter more than anybody else is Deontay Wilder. So I have to say, man, this is the most entertaining time in heavyweight boxing that I could ever imagine, man. I can't remember anything like this, bro. This seems like it's like, <laughs> like the 60s or something. It's nuts. Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, Luis Ortiz, Big Baby Davis, Dylan White, Povetkin, Dude, Parker. Yo, that is eight guys. Eight quality heavyweight champion caliber guys. On any given day, any of those guys can beat one another. It's serious, man. It is very fun. If you are not paying attention to boxing and not paying attention to what these dudes are actually doing, you need to wake up, man. Boxing is not playing right now. Boxing is making some serious moves. I've been talking about them all day. Dazzin, yo, they're nasty. They're looking great. Showtime. Showtime has been killing the game for the last two years. I've talked about them till I'm blue in the face. The, the shows that they put on, Steven Espinosa, the head of the boxing, uh, head of... Um, uh, Showtime, I believe is it all, all the sports, but especially Showtime Boxing. Steven Espinosa, brother, salute to you. What he is doing for that brand is incredible. The fights that he is putting on is incredible. And HBO Boxing, hey man, I have to give you guys credit. This last card with um, with Triple G and Canelo was a very good card. And it's the first really solid card that HBO has put on in a long time. Boxing... Man, if you guys are not paying attention to boxing, you need to. All right. Remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. Sign up today at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off of your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast. Follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show by checking us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't forget to subscribe, listen, rate, and share. All right. The other big fight uh, that happened actually last week, we had some technical difficulties here in the studio. And uh, unfortunately, we were able to get in a couple of things that we actually wanted to get in. But that's all right. But I still want to briefly talk about the Canelo Triple G fight. Canelo, as we all I'm sure have heard already, won um, a majority decision against um, Gennady Golovkin. Half the people were been out of shape. And actually, um, actually, I could talk about it right now. IG poll results. (laughs) 
IG poll uh, uh, poll. I asked the question: Who believe like who won the fight, Triple G or um, or Canelo? Seventy five percent of the people actually said that they believe Triple G won. I disagree, but I also disagree that Canelo won as well. This was another draw, and not only was this another draw, in my opinion, this was actually a legitimate draw. I had it six rounds apiece. I've watched the fight four times. I get six rounds apiece every time. Now, were they close rounds? 100%. Could it have gone either way? Could it, Would I have been mad if they gave it to Triple G? No. Am I mad that they gave it to Canelo? No. Do I want to see this fight again? 100%. 100%. Now, anybody, we got the Paul Malignaggi's and we got all these people talking about Teddy Atlas and stuff. Oh, it was a robbery. It was a highway robbery. Dude, it wasn't a robbery. It was an amazing fight. Back-to-back weekends, people. Back-to-back weekends. We have incredible boxing cards. And the week before that, we had an amazing MMA card. Combat sports is alive and well. If you were a combat sports fan, yo, in my opinion, this is the best time to be a combat sports fan. It is. There is no time. They're, the athletes are more skilled. They're more athletic than ever before. It's incredible. It really is. It's incredible. Watching these dudes go out there and do their thing um, is great. Um, but really quick, this is why I want to make sure, and I'm going to go ahead and get into the um, the Triple G uh, Canelo fight really good. So I'm be honest with you. Overall stats can be skewed, right? So I'm not even going to bring up the punch stats or numbers and stuff because when we look at it, people are like, oh, Triple G went ahead and he had more jabs and he did this and this and that. I'm explaining to you the reason why they gave Canelo the fight. Then he controlled the real estate. He controlled the action. And here's the issue. The entire buildup and lead up to the fight from the last fight was, especially coming out of Triple G's camp, Canelo runs, Canelo ran, he didn't fight Mexican style, he didn't fight Mexican style, that's why I won the fight, I chased him the whole fight, and this is why I won. That's what Triple G said. If you guys forgot, we can go back and look it up. You did not fight Mexican style, I fight Mexican style. Well, guess what? Canelo hurt him. Canelo hurt him. And Canelo walked, he drew a line in the sand and said, I'm right here. That is why they gave Canelo the fight. The entire fight, minus maybe three rounds, Canelo was moving forward. Actually, I'm not even going to say three rounds. The, The entire fight, Canelo was coming forward minus a couple moments. Triple G boxed beautifully in the second half of the fight. He did. He boxed so beautifully. But 
He was the one backing up the entire time. And most judges are not going to give you the fight if you are backing up. You're not. Canelo controlled the real estate. Canelo controlled the movement. He controlled the narrative of the fight. Max Kellerman, who in my opinion is one of the best, if not the best color commentators in boxing today. He and as much as he irritates me, Paula Malinaji, the two of them, I think, are head and shoulders above everybody else. I think they give very, very insightful um, uh, commentary. Um, and the only issue with Max Kellerman is he's over here trying to argue with Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones, I respect him in the ring. He tries to pull this narrative a lot of times like you don't know because you haven't been in there or whatever the case may be. Sometimes he has a point most times, but he's just punch drunk. He has no idea what he's talking about. But Max Kellerman is fantastic. And he kept on saying Canelo was controlling the, the, the narrative of the fight because he was one coming forward. And that is why they gave him the fight. You are coming forward. He was that man that said, check it out. I am right here. Come get me. That's why they gave him the fight. So all in all, it was a, a beautiful fight. It was an amazing fight. And I cannot wait to see it happen again. I know what's going to happen again. It might be single de Mayo. It might be this time next year. Actually, it probably will be uh, this time next year. Oh, actually, no, they, they, they said that they want to have a single de Mayo. Golovkin says he does not want to fight until then. Canelo says he wants to fight again in December. We'll see what ends up happening. But if they go ahead and fight again, Canelo will be a bigger favorite. I really do believe it, especially if it happens at this time next year. There were moments in the fight where Gennady Golovkin did look old. He's not getting younger. By the time they fight, he'll be 37. Canelo will only be 25. He has more room to grow. And Gennady's career is kind of starting to go on a downslide. So we'll see what ends up happening. Um, an amazing performance by both men. This past two weekends, oh, I, it makes me feel so good to watch so many amazing fights. Don't get it twisted. Afterwards, I have to watch romantic comedies. Makes me feel better. Makes me go to sleep at night. Last night or tonight, or actually, uh, I, I watched the Triple G Canelo fight again after I watched all those fights and the Bellator card. I watched When Harry Met Sally, one of my all-time favorite movies. It was great. That's what I have to do after fights. Chills me out. <laughs> but, uh, yo, it, it, it's, an, it's an amazing time to be a fight fan. Next week, it's going to be incredible. Next week, we are finally ready to see... The return of the notorious one. Uh, I'll be back uh, this week. We're going to go ahead and break down the, the press conference that was. I'll be back to talk about I have some fight news uh, with a guest, with a couple guests. And next week, I'll have a couple interviews. The show is going to be a little shorter from now on. I want to get more content to you guys. It takes a long time to go ahead and put the show together. And especially for just one episode. And the fight news, as we all know, moves so quickly. There's always something popping up. So I want to go ahead and do shorter episodes 
and more of them a week. So honestly, man, we're probably going to start getting like three, four episodes a week in here. So you guys hear way more of me, way more of the fight podcast. So do remember, like I said, listen up, subscribe, listen, rate, all that fun stuff. Um, but this is the show for today. Remember, the fight podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Surgery Center. Thank you guys for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. Um, I love doing this with you guys. It's really fun. And uh, make sure you listen, subscribe, rate, Tell your friends, tell your folks, tell everybody, this is where we do real breakdowns. This is where we're going to go ahead and actually have a really good time. We have interviews. We have a whole lot of good stuff. So, um, and don't get it twisted. Even though we're changing a little bit of the format of the show, you are still going to get fight news each week. We're still going to go ahead and get fighter focus. We're still going to go ahead and get prospector and we're still going to get our interviews, but we're just going to give it to you in shorter chunks so you could actually listen to it in your commute or whatever. And it's not like a three hour show. I, I, I understand. I'm not Joe Rogan. I don't have, you know, uh, millions of people downloading me just yet, but I will. Don't you worry. <laughs> All right, salute to you. Signing off here on the Fight Podcast. Peace out.